I'm Devon Bolger, a student journalist from Christchurch. Every week I'll be talking to local councillors and politicians about the issues that matter to you. In an attempt to answer the question we're all asking, what does the future hold for the Garden City? This is What's Up Otatahi. What's Up Otatahi? Tinakoto and welcome to the second episode of What's Up Otatahi. I'm Devon Bolger, I'm a Pisces and I've never been super jazzed about cheese. I'm here with councillor Dion Sluggs. Hey Dion. Hey there, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Well, I'm Dion Swiggs, I'm a city councillor for Christchurch Central, and I'm a Virgo, so the only woman star sign that's out there, you know, just saying, you know, it's where we get our nice sort of kind heart from. No, I'm just saying. Um, But I'm not super jazzed about road cones, but I do love a good mozzarella cheese. A good mozzarella cheese? Oh, who doesn't love a good mozzarella cheese? I thought you weren't jazzed about cheese. Well, you know, I mean, I I like cheese on pizza. But I don't like cheese on anything. Mozzarella, yes, that's that's the one exception to the not super jazz. There we go. Cheese. I found it. I found your little sweet <laughs> spot. <laughs> awesome. So just a reminder that most of what comes out of Dion's mouth today is his own opinion and not the opinion of the city council. Do not, yeah, do not get on him about that because <laughs> that is not. They're his going fault. to anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So homelessness is obviously an issue all around the world, and Christchurch is no exception. Dion, you've been quite outspoken about fixing the issue. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about that? Mm, I, I, the, one of the reasons that I've been outspoken about this issue is because when I was young, we were in a situation where we had no home. And so I know what it's like for these people. And, and I come from a from a, um, a background of, of a lot of poverty. And I've seen poverty. I've grown up in poverty. A lot of my family is still in poverty. And I hate the oppression that people have when they're in poverty. Um, and I'm really lucky that I've found myself in a, in, a, in a journey that I've been on to actually get in a position of, of authority where I can actually sort of, you know, stand up for some of these things, not necessarily fix it. I don't think any one person can fix this issue. Um, but if we raise the awareness of, of what's going on in our society, and it does stem from poverty, um, I'm really proud of Christchurch now in the situation that we've been working on, especially with the work that I've been doing and other councillors have been working on, is that we have so much support for homeless people in our city now. Uh, So if you find somebody that's homeless, they'll generally be able to find support pretty quickly. There's always going to be people out on the streets who want to live on the streets. How we support those people while they live on the streets so that they don't cause issues for other people, that, you know, that's still a bit of work in progress. Mm. So would you say... You know, would you say the issue is getting worse? Are there more people on the streets? Poverty is going to get worse. Um, and and we will see more people on the streets. And you will, we will always chase the tail of trying to get the support that people need when they find themselves either homeless or in situations of extreme poverty. So some of the people that you do see on the streets, they have a home, but they're in extreme poverty, so they can't pay for their power. They can't pay for anything. They may have a roof over their heads, but that's all. They've got no food or anything like that. In Christchurch, we've got the issue of homelessness and, and support quite well down. But as a country, we need to do a lot more in terms of poverty and actually making sure that people who do find themselves in the lower quartile of, of, of you know, poverty, how, do, how are they supported? How are they going to have those basic needs of food, shelter, pay for their basic amenities to exist, like power, um, you know, and, and connection to the, the rest of the world through maybe a phone or internet. So, I mean, those are the real big questions that we need to ask. Um, and the, the model that we have in our economy doesn't make it easy. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if you could sum it up 
in one sentence or so what what can Christchurch do to fix this problem? So Christchurch has done a lot to to fix well to to work towards fixing homelessness issues. Um, you know, I I believe we still could actually have like a Maori, I mean not a Maori, a uh, like an urban Mariah type situation yeah, that's where a cool idea. where people who find themselves homeless or helpless and, and, and actually some of these people were feeling helpless, like they need something to do. They can go to an urban marae, actually then get some things that they can do for the day. But how can we engage these people? Like, can we employ them to give them a broom, say, here's a broom, go sweep the things and go talk to people. Yeah. Just go out and talk to people. Go clean yourself up. Here's a couple of showers, you know, as I say, an urban marae type thing. They can go there, shower, put their stuff there, and just walk the streets talking to people. Yeah. Engage with people who are visiting the city, and actually, rather than asking for money, they're just going and talking to them, because they're bloody good at talking to people. Yeah. Well, they're better than I am <laughs> talking to people, random. I, I mean, even I have social conscience sometimes when I'm like, mm, do I really just want to walk up to that person and say, hey, what's up? Yeah. They, have, they can just do it. I think know? they'd be good tram drivers, you know, because the, they know all the places. Street ambassadors, yeah, or anything like that, yeah, you know? and and you know they are in charge of looking after the streets of the city centre. I mean, if we can tie, you know, they can tie themselves, get up, get themselves off the drugs. A lot of these, a lot of these people are on drugs, mm. um, and they're addicted, and it's not necessarily that they choose to do it; they have to do it. Yeah, and I've lost, we're losing people in our city. You know, I know one of the guys that died from the synthetic issue recently. Yeah. Um, you know, that was very sad. You know, I've worked quite hard to try and help him get a house. He was in and out of house and out of our house. He's only very young. Yeah. Now he's dead. Yeah. Because of this crap that's on our streets because of the, you know, so this shit is... Sc- Am I allowed to yeah. say that? Okay, this this, this this stuff, this shit, let's, let's call it what it is, is so, so bad. It is killing people. What's up, Wuzahi? Alright, so this segment is called Quick Questions. Um, I will be putting 60 seconds on the clock, and Dion, you have that amount of time to try to answer as many as you can. Alright, and begin. Dion, if you could save one building that was demolished in the earthquake, which would it be? The Methodist Church. The Methodist Church? Alright. How many businesses do you personally have shares in? Four. Four. (laughs) If it was up to you, would you have restored the cathedral or torn it down? Uh, Restored. Why did you become a counsellor? Because I want to do stuff. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important is sustainability to you? 10. Are you pro-cycleways? I'm pro-cycleways, anti how much they're costing. What is the key to a better Christchurch, in your opinion? Um, a better Christchurch is one that people feel that they're feeling proud of. What would you be if you weren't a counsellor? I would probably be still in my business. Okay. And what business was that? Sorry. Oh, they had an advertising business that I owned. Awesome. Um... If there was one issue that you would want to solve within the city, what would it be? Uh, the one issue would be the homelessness issue. The homelessness? Awesome. All right, that's 60 seconds. I think that was eight. Eight questions. Woo! Yeah, I can't even remember how many that was. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. But that was definitely more impressive than Jamie Goff, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dion, I'm sure you've heard of the Breeze Walking Festival, yep. an event set up by the council that runs until the 14th of October, where locals can participate in over 50 different walks around the city. Why do you think that people should get involved? One, explore your city. Uh, it's amazing how much you can see when you're walking around. I mean, every time I walk in the city centre, I see something different. So let's, you know, we're all tourists in our own city too. Um, uh, we're all getting a little bit fat. Well, not all of us, <laughs> but a few of us. 
um, me included. As so, a country, as a yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, it's definitely. We've got, we've got a lot more sedentary lifestyles these days. So actually getting out there and actually actively thinking, let's go for a walk somewhere. That's good for your health and, you know, good for your body health, good for your mental health and all that sort of stuff. And two, you get to meet different people. Mm. Um, you know, I went for a walk on the weekend and I spoke to a few people that I would never have probably spoken to before and it's <laughs> pretty cool. I love meeting new people. Uh, another reason is because people put the effort to make these things happen, so actually go support them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, I laced up my runners and head along to the youth focus to walk the Avon. Check it out. Come on Christchurch, it's time to taste that sweet, sweet 100% pure New Zealand air. Backed by popular demand, the Breeze Walking Festival has begun again. I decided to walk the Avon to learn all about our city's river from EOS Ecology Scientist Shelley McMurtry. So I'm here to talk about uh, the restoration works that we did in the Avon River as part of the Te Papa Otakaro Avon River precincts. There is so much I didn't know about the Avon. I asked Shelley why she thought it was important for locals to learn. I think it's critical. It's the river that runs through our city. It's kind of like the lifeblood, I think, of the central part of the city. And it, it, I think it's an opportunity to show people that we have this amazing natural environment right in the heart of an urban area and we can restore them and look after them. I spoke with ECAN Youth Engagement Advisor Jocelyn Papril to find out how this event started. A couple of years ago we organised as a team to run a walk to celebrate water with a youth focus and, and so we've created this walk which is telling the story of how we're bringing back the health of the Avon River. I'm down here on the terrace steps at the Avon River. We're just about to feed some eels. There's a good number of people turned out today and they're here for two reasons, really. They want to learn about the river and its history, but more importantly, they're walking. I decided to check with some of the other walkers to see how they were finding the event. Learned heaps, without a doubt. Highly, highly recommend it. I've lived here my entire life and I didn't know you could come and feed the eels. Same. Well, as I said, we've only been here four years, so you get a lot of visitors that come here, and we're learning, you know, new places to take them, new stories to tell them about yeah. how they've improved the waterway, where the eels are. There you have it, Christchurch. You can exercise your body and brain at the same time. If you've got nothing to do this weekend, make sure to check out the council website and hop along to any of the many walks happening around the city. And that's what's up, Otatahi. This segment is called Things Aren't Right and I'm Angry. Me and Dion are both going to read the opinion section of the press and just discuss some of the letters that were sent in. So, so what page is the uh, <laughs> the the um the It's opinions? actually if you just um if you just open up that the first page actually. The, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The press is so opinionated <laughs> yeah, these days. It's realize. all right on the second or third page. Oh, <laughs> just a little bit of movie magic there. <laughs> from Carlton, Carlton Mill. Where's, okay. Um, and he's talking it's just about... just up on the corner. Oh, on is the, it? The Carlton Mill. It's oh. just up on the corner, you yeah, know, where yeah. the Carlton where the Mill, Carlton, the pub yeah. is. Oh, I actually know. I don't yeah. know where that is. Sorry, you sorry, you Michael. You mustn't be a big drinker. No, not a huge... No. <laughs> More of a house drinker. <laughs> um, so he's talking about, yeah, the Taylor Mistake mm. batches. I, to be fair, I don't know much about this. What I do know is you guys are trying to decide what to do with these batches and Taylor's mistake. Yeah, so do you just want to talk a bit about that? Sounds like, okay, so the Taylor's mistakes batches are some batches that are very old. They were put there, well, they were built there back in the days when people didn't need 
really permission to do much. They so they're historical. Um, you know, my personal opinion, uh, and I know we need to go through a process uh, to you know now that the staff are going through this process. My opinion is I don't really care, actually. Yeah. Um, that's my personal opinion, and we've got so many other things at council to deal with. We're we you know there's staff resource, staff time dealing with this issue. They're not harming anybody. You know, we need to think about it long term, maybe. But right now, I think the staff could actually be dealing with some other stuff. So leave yeah. them there. Yeah, why not leave them One there? One day, you know, when when something may trigger us to actually have the conversation about them, you know, some of the, some people are saying, you know, look, some of them have rockful risks and hazards and, you know, the council needs to deal with that. All we need to do is put a thingy on the on the, um, the on their door saying this is a risk, you know, has a rockfall hazard on this property. Yeah. And then people say, oh, what about if they let it out to other people and... If you put it on the door, those people walk through the door. They sh- should have read that notice. Yeah, We've yeah. Got a lot of other things in the city to deal with at the moment. Um, you know, do you think you're yes. alone in that opinion on the council? Or no, what? no, I don't think I'm alone on that <laughs> opinion. But yeah, we like, have to um, we have to looking? go through the process now that we've started the process. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. If you're interested, batches may stay, may not stay. <laughs> awesome. Most most likely, will probably stay for a lot uh, a wee while longer. Yeah, but just be dealt with in a different way well that's actually good for michael goodson because he wants them to stay yeah good old michael so you good, go, to, michael. good good to read your thingy there <laughs> fuel tax and the strikes and the and everything about that what do you think about fuel prices in christchurch at the moment fuel prices in new zealand are going through the roof but the thing that really really annoys me is that if you go to new plymouth right now the price of fuel in New Plymouth is 40 cents cheaper than it is in the South Island. In Auckland, it's 20 cents cheaper than it is here in Christchurch. And they've got a 10, uh, 11, 12 cent tax, regional fuel tax on their tax wow. to pay for their infrastructure. So we are getting ripped off down here in Christchurch and it really drives me insane. And I don't even use petrol. I've got an electric car. so um, <laughs> Still drives the crazy. It still drives me crazy because of what I said earlier in your interview about poverty. I mean, this mm. is making the poorest people absolutely scream through their roof because that extra $20, I mean, if this goes up, it's gone up so much recently, it's now about $20 a week more to fill up your $20, $30 a week, depending on the fuel tank size and how much you use it. And people who are poor can't go buy a blimmin' cheap car. I mean, a cheap, um, you know, a, a fuel-efficient car because they're usually more expensive to the upfront cost, so yeah. they can't necessarily go and buy that. So they, the only decision is to either use the public transport, um, which is which is fine, but it doesn't suit everybody's needs. No, or they could use cycle lanes too. and cycle, but that doesn't again suit everybody's needs. So I mean, it is it is an issue. I think we need to get fuel parity across the country, uh, so we actually need to regulate that industry. Dion, right after the earthquake in 2010, you founded Rebuild Christchurch, uh, which collated information in an easy-to-understand format that helped a lot of people. Can you talk a bit about, you know, how it all started? Yeah, so I've, yeah, as you said, I started Rebuild Christchurch. So I had a business. Um, the earthquake kind of destroyed that business, and I was really keen on, you know, out of my warfare training. Uh, so I was a warfare officer in the in the navy. Uh, communication and information is really important after big disasters. So I, was, I, you know, and actually, I wanted to share my story. That's how it really started. I had a story. I had a whole lot of family all around the country. They're all asking me questions. So I thought I'll put it on a website so that they can, I can do it once, and they could all read it at the same time. Uh, but then I started getting a whole lot of people that also wanted to share their own stories, and I. 
was like, hmm, there's something in this. So we started actually just collating the information, built some relationships with the different agencies around there and actually got a whole lot of the official information all in one place, which they weren't doing. And then the big one happened in February. So that really ramped it up. Uh, more people came on board and then we actually set up the charity of the Rebuild Christchurch Foundation and we actually had a separate um, organisation that was actually getting money from overseas and actually we were feeding that through the information we were gathering, we were able to feed that money back out to the community. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's up, Change a topic. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. cathedral upgrade. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, something yep. yeah, that you know a little bit about. So, the council recently approved a $3.6 million improvement of two corners of Cathedral Square to coincide with the opening of new developments mm-hmm. in the area. Um, could you just explain a little bit more, you know, about the improvements and things? Well, I, I would if I could. Uh I don't know what they actually are going to be. Yeah. So I actually was really grumpy with that paper that came to council. So, I mean, we are getting getting another paper coming back to us about what they're actually going to do. But I was really grumpy with the paper because it just said, approve us some money so we can do something. And it was like, what am I approving? Yeah. Because like, I couldn't find any information no, there was anywhere. no information. It really drove me nuts because there's a, there's a, there's a strategy that Regenerate Christchurch have given to the council. And it just feels like that, that we spent a million dollars on creating this regeneration strategy from the organisation we've asked to do this type of stuff and just, hey, look, we've got another strategy. What do we do with it? Oh, we'll put it over there and it'll just get covered <laughs> in dust. It's like, why did we even ask them to do it if we're not even going to open it and look at it? Yeah. I know that we don't have the money to do it. That's the problem. So when we don't have the money to do it, and that's kind of our problem that we need to find the money if we're going to do these things, um, what, you know, it's it's, it's just a no-brainer yeah like what the heck yeah uh, so yeah i mean we're getting the information back so i can't really tell you what we've approved the money for um, yeah we've kind of approved them to go back to us and tell us what we're doing so i mean integrating with some of the developments there will be good yeah um but i've recently heard that one of the developments that we've approved um that is that we've had the assumption that's going to happen yeah. may not be happening so i'm like hmm, oh. actually why do you guys not even look at that that's the redson one it's a really amazing like uh one with the spires and all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's too difficult, because they've had a lot of difficulties dealing with the council to get resource consent because they need to use part of the public realm which encroaches into the square. From a governance point of view, we want to see things happen. Yeah. But when we've got staff that actually just say no and don't even tell us... <sighs> yeah, I mean, Elon Musk can build a hole in the middle of Los Angeles... You know, and he can get approval from the council to do that. Somebody should be able to... Oh, look, if Elon Musk came here with all his money, they'd be, like, watering over him. But the problem <laughs> is that that's, there's, there's, there's uh, rules. Again, what we were saying before, there's too many rules. It makes it too difficult for people. And what we haven't done at the council, and I'd love to change this culture one day, is that the culture that sometimes, not all the time, but there is a culture there that if it doesn't fit within the rules, then you can't do it. Mm. Well, actually, if it doesn't fit within the rules, why not? How can we make it happen? If it's right for the city, and that's where we need to get that vision part right. So if we've got a good vision about what the city, where the city is going, the direction, then we can actually make things happen, and we'll empower staff to actually come to us so that we can actually go, yeah, actually that's right. Let's how do we make it happen? Let's, let's do this. No, let's get. I was let's get it done. That was my election <laughs> slogan, and then Jacinda sort of like, no, you can't do that. Let's do something slightly different. Let's do this. Yeah, okay, why not? So she stole it from you, you reckon? Oh, you know. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's pretty much everything I wanted to talk about, Dion. Do you feel you were able to share your opinion in a non-judgmental and understanding environment? Is this the... Um, 
that's the this. formal start. This, this is, is this is the outro. You're getting all formal formal on me. <laughs> no, oh. no, this is just this is just how I wrote it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, you did. <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Well, then I will mark this show as yet another success. Thanks so much for being here, Dion, <laughs> and to all of you listening. That's what's up, Otatahi. Peace out.